Welcome to the Gentleman Geek Podcast with your hosts Peter and Andy. Follow us on Twitter at gentleman underscore geek. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome into the Gentleman Geek Podcast. I am your host, Peter, and with me as always, Andy Hara. How are you doing today, sir? Not bad. How about you? Not too bad. Before we begin today's show, I'd just like to uh, let y'all know that we are a bi-weekly podcast talking about everything geekdom. Check us out at GentlemanGeek.com, and you can also check out our show on YouTube. Just search Gentleman Geek Podcast. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up and subscribe. We have a lot of great topics today. I'm pretty excited to get into them, and we have a big announcement at the end of the episode, so stay tuned. Mucho grande. Geekly Rewind. Geekly Rewind. Right. So, on uh, the Geekly Rewind this week, uh, we are going to first talk about Disney+, Plus because we are a Disney Plus podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems like this is coming up a lot, uh, guys. Bear with us. This is going to be a lot more of it coming out once the show is released. It's going to be a great ride. Um, yeah, I think so. I'm really excited to get into it. Uh, and that ride begins November 12th, Tuesday. Ooh, yeah. So quick. by the time you're listening to this podcast, it'll probably be one day. Yeah, you got a bad day. Yeah. So get prepared. Um, <laughs> we'll probably touch base next episode with like all the shows, that are, all the runnings and the release dates, things like that. Probably have a segment actually on it. But we just wanted to note that. And uh, actually... Do you want to say the news about the Verizon news? Because you're the one who found it. Oh. And sent it to me. So apparently, um, new and current Verizon users uh, are getting a free year at Disney Plus with their, with their subscriptions. It's pretty awesome. That's pretty fantastic that they were able to come up with that. I think this is going to hurt AT&T a lot. Oh, yeah. There's... Well, there you yeah. go. AT&T hurts themselves. There you go. And I agree with that. Um, we also looked a little bit further into it as well. And if you already pre-ordered uh, one year, two year, three years, whatever the deals were in uh, the previous just months. Adds, just adds right, to it. They pause your pre-order for the subscription and it will go into effect after the year with Verizon. So uh, I'm sure there'll be something shady with Verizon where they'll kind of like, you'll sign up with them for the year and then you'll have to cancel that to go into your pre-order. So, you know, just make sure you're looking at that because phone companies are shady. <laughs> We'll get into the uh, next Geekly Rewind topic here. Uh, so this is China limits playtime. Yeah. That was weird. Uh, IGN broke this story, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to read it and we'll discuss for like a moment or something. But citizens under 18 will now be limited to only 90 minutes during the week and will be unable to play past 10 p.m. I think you brought this up before the show. How? How? <laughs> How are by, you going to do that? By the way, isn't that, isn't that the parents' responsibility? Yeah, but in good old China, the communist state that it is, yeah. everything's run by big old government. So I don't know. Like Maybe they register the gamer tags to the children's name, and then that's how they can tell by the internet traffic flow. But I, it, I'm going to say the only way they're going to really be able to tell is by bandwidth use usage yeah bandwidth usage then go and knock it on at the door to see if it's an adult playing or if it's a child playing that's just that's crazy Although, even then you, you look at it from that aspect you know bandwidth usage that doesn't mean jack anymore either because no. i've been looking at my tolls and i'm yeah it's, everything it's, runs on the internet yeah it's staggering yep absolutely 
And uh, also, there's another thing on this too. Also, citizens under 18 will be capped at spending $57 a month on microtransactions. That's a very specific number. 57, what do they got, yen? There, whatever it is. It's, that's different. That's a really specific number. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they did a study on the average. Again, how spending. are they going to police this? No idea. Because they put it on mommy and daddy's credit card. Or I'm not even sure if they have credit cards. But how, how are they going to yeah. police the time usage? No idea. No idea. I don't know what's, how they're going to the do microtransactions. What's the punishment if you go over? Probably jail time. Probably jail time. Seller. Yeah, probably. There's going to be a lot of underground arcades now in China. Yep. That's probably what's going to happen. Um, but anyway, so no more land parties for people in China for kids. Nope. <laughs> we'll get on to our last Geekly Rewind topic. It's uh, Diablo. Diablo 4. Not Diablo Mobile, but Diablo 4. Finally. Finally. Uh, this was uh awesome and grotesque it was uh, pretty gruesome it was awesome though and the reason why i think it's awesome is because it brings it back to diablo 1 and diablo 2 those games were they were brutal they were gory brutal true to like showing diablo you know and three i think missed the mark three had its good points but it seemed kind of too colorful or fruity maybe it was i, I lost interest pretty quick yeah, and I, I think I played through it once, and I just didn't go back. Whereas I, two, I played over. I, I over didn't even and play over through. Again. No, no. It, to be honest, you you didn't miss much. That's I, I know there's people out there who love this game, but it's not the same as if you played two. It two well, is I just played the original. Oh, um, yeah. Did you play on PS One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I played two also. Yeah, but... yeah. I played two on the computer, um, which was a lot of fun. Um, but it, they're always seen like, I don't know if they just did the loot drops, right. Or if it was just the gory and the fightingness of it or whatever battling, but it was good. I loved it. I played it over and over and over and over again. The random dungeon encounters was amazing. I mean, well, I least. think that's what makes a game. Yeah, absolutely. A dungeon crawler, especially yeah. if you don't randomize it good enough or well enough rather, or don't have the right loot. What's the point of picking it back up? Mm -hmm. You know? So, all right. So, uh, yeah, was there... I don't think there was a release date in the trailer, was there? No. No, it was just a cinematic just trailer. Just an announcement trailer. Cool. All right. So with that, uh, we will... You got anything you want to add to that? All right. So go check it out if you haven't. It is pretty gruesome, so make sure your kids aren't in the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into the news and notes. News and notes from Everything Geek. Nice. All right. So, <laughs> zooming on my face on that one. Ooh. Ooh. Theory segment, guys. Spoopy tigers. Spoopy tigers. You may find out what that means one day. Um, <laughs> uh, theory segment. We gotta maybe come up with a better name for this. Theory craft. Theory magic. Theory time. Theory time with Andy Hara and Peter. All right. So something came out where or a statement came out from Sony saying that they want to transition players faster than ever to the next generation console. No, duh. Who well, doesn't want to do yeah, that? Who, who doesn't want the biggest <laughs> and best? So um, I guess that brings up the question. 
what could Sony be coming up with? Is this a response to Xbox uh, console subplan due out uh, next week? Yeah, November uh, 18th. So if you're not familiar with Xbox's subscription console thing, I, I this this flew like, under my radar. Yeah, just, I didn't. Yeah, I had to actually look this up. It came up in the article discussing the Sony news with this, and I kind of like what? And um, so basically, Xbox has something where you can lease a console, just like you can lease a cell phone, right? So for X amount of dollars per month for two years, you can put money towards a console, and you also get two years of Ultimate Game Pass, and it comes out to about 150 to $200 more than what the actual console costs at the end of it, is what it looks like, right? Yeah. It's 470 for the Xbox all digital console, the Xbox One S all digital, no disk drive, and then the X, I'm sorry, Xbox One S all digital, and then the Xbox One X comes out 740 that's like, what, $200 more than what? The Xbox One X is now currently, right? It's like 500 for mine. So about 240 more. So it's a good thing for people who can't put the bill up front, I guess. The other good thing is that Xbox announced that they will be doing a trade-up program to the Scarlet when it releases in 2022 or 2021. Why do you think that's going to work when you don't pay your monthly fee for the console? It gets repoed. Yeah, but how? I don't know. It's inside your house. How the hell are they going to repo it? Uh, well, how does uh, rent a center do it? They you come know. knocking at your door, I guess, but... Then you'll have the Xbox crew you, coming. If you'll if have you, Phil Spencer. If you don't ever answer your door... <laughs> You're going to have Phil Spencer come to your door. But, I mean, seriously, think about that. Oh, I know. Or, or would they just electronically you know, send a signal to the Xbox and brick it? Ooh, maybe. That's a good point, because Xbox isn't on... You have to be online to play it, right? No, not necessarily. No? Wasn't it the first, when it first came out, it was supposed That's to be an always on console, yes. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right. So. But, you know, the, back, good... the backlash on that was. Uh, always heavy. Always yep. heavy. And then you the the reports of the uh, web camera always being on and the connect always being on and people being able to hack into it and everything like that. They admitted that they could. That's, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, that was a big uproar too besides no, the always on i heard that that thing got ripped rip, oh hell yeah i had the out. privacy plate from the beginning oh so, i had the privacy yeah. plate too but, but you could still hear audio yeah. from it so yeah no uh getting back to the topic though what do you think sony's doing what do you, what kind of program do you think sony's gonna come out with it's probably gonna well, be another lease plan similar yeah. i mean i'm actually yep. kind of surprised that they've waited this long to do something like this well I think they're technically coming to the next-gen race first. Yes. Yeah. The PlayStation 5. No. We'll have to look that up. Well, they're both both coming out in 2020. I know Scarlet's coming out in 2020. Yeah? Yes. So maybe PS5's coming out in 2021. If you want to check it out on your phone, let's do that real quick, and then we can... Check that out. Um, but yes, so I'll just go over the prices real quick while you look that up. The prices range from $19.99 per month for 24 months for an all-digital Xbox One S to $30.99 uh, per month for 24 months 
for a total price of $743.76 for an Xbox One X. And then it says each subscription comes with 24 months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which allows you, know, you the access to the library for games both on the Xbox and on the PC. And the controller's included with both too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, Pro- Project Scarlet release window of holiday 2020. Okay. Is is what... Um... What about PS5? But yeah, as we were kind of saying, they are going to be having a trade-up program to that. So in the contract, I guess it says that you cannot trade in the console, the leased console, or sell it because you won't own it until after 24 months. But with the Project Scarlet, they're allowing you three months early to trade it in towards that. Yeah, that also saying... Um between October and December of 2020. And there you go. All right, so, cool. So we can say that with confidence now. So both 2020 holidays. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm assuming PlayStation is going to follow suit and just do like a subscription or a lease type deal for the PS5. Uh, it's, it's unappealing to me. Yeah. I mean, it's the way computers already do it too. There's, you know, uh, what's it called? Lease to buy or whatever. It, it's cell phones do the same thing we do it every year with cell phones well, not not so much with cell phones cell phones you're you're paying mm-hmm. well you're, you're paying your subscription <laughs> with a little bit of a fee for the phone yeah but you're paying the face you're just paying the full face value for the phone you're not well that's the thing with those consoles too it's i call it a lease because i called it a lease in the thing but it's yeah i, I know but you're payments paying to, more than yeah, what you're yes. actually gonna pay for the console yep. long term i don't remember how much was uh ultimate game pass supposed to be without the discount that we all got discount we mentioned on gentleman geek uh, podcast a few weeks ago <laughs> it, well i mean if you think about it it, it, it it's like a hundred dollars a year for the xbox live gold and ultimate game pass yeah, right something like so that. you're still losing you're still losing about a hundred two hundred and fifty dollars yeah, on a deal I, I mean but some people don't have the option to put it on the credit card or buy it outright so 20 bucks yeah, a I month. I understand that. You know it's, I mean? it's no different than leasing a car. It's just yeah. the way I look at it. No, I've I always, I don't like to lease either because I've always, um, you never own. You never had have value. The, um, had the uh, outlook of leasing is just such a waste of money, in my opinion. You you pay all this money down up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards, God. Yeah, but what most people don't understand, when you lease a car, they expect you to give a down payment mm-hmm. of, X usually, dollar. Yeah. usually it's like four or five grand down. Yep. And then you make your, your lease payments. And then when the lease is up, <laughs> hey, by the way, you want to buy this car out. Right. It's going to be another 12 grand. You've yep. already put in. Not like, to mention if you go over your miles. Because then you oh, get yeah, it's mile like, charge. It's like a quarter, a 25 cents a mile over. Yep. So I never thought it was a good deal either. With electronics, with with phones, I mean, we all do it. Phones, it's it's, it's an eight hundred dollar device in your pocket that you don't pay eight hundred dollars out for, right? Right, because we don't have that upfront money. Same thing goes for a two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollar console. Some people can't make that either. That's why it's available. I, it, I, I think it's cool that it's available at least. Yeah, it's it's a viable at, option yeah. for. Look at Stadia. This is like almost a direct response to Stadia. Stadia's package, you get a Chromecast, it's a dongle thing. You get a controller and you get their subscription to their service. It's no different than that, except you actually get a hard console. Yeah. So it's you're getting both the best of both worlds. Besides the Xbox One S, no CD drive one, which such as a streaming box at that yeah. point. But the uh, One X, that you can go buy discs now. 
you know? So yeah. that's kind of cool that they're... Phil Spencer did not lie when he said consoles are still important, and he's showing it. Yeah. Because he could have done the same thing. He said, here's a dongle for your PC to go to your TV. You can cast it from a PC that you already own. Go digital. Go all digital. No. They kept the console important. That's actually a pretty cool thing. Yeah. So. All right. Um, we'll get into the next topic. Guys, super excited to bring this one to you because normally we always talk about Marvel. We're going to take a break for that for this week because mm-hmm. we know that there are some DC fans out there. We're going to be talking about the uh, Wonder Twins. Yeah. <laughs> were they DC? Or was yeah. that? They were DC, right? Yeah. Yeah. Form of Bucket. Um, no, we're going to be talking about uh, Batman movies. The uh, ambiguously gay duo. The ambiguously gay duo. Was it uh, Gary and Ace? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to be talking about our favorite, top five favorite Batman movies. Uh, Again, guys, as we go through this, get on Twitter, get on YouTube. Let us know what your favorites are. If you think we messed up our lists. I think there's some similarities between both of ours. Yeah. Um, But we'll try to give some reasons why maybe we like them and because there might be beyond the movie itself why we like them. Maybe it's just a time of life, blah, 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 blah. But we'll get into it. Um, Andy, why don't you start us off with your number five? My number five? Yeah. So my number five uh, is Batman and Robin. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my number five was Batman and Robin too. So this one, um, this one released in 1997. Uh, Joel Schumacher directed it. George Clooney was Batman. Chris O'Donnell was Robin, and Alicia Silverstone was Batgirl. Yes, that's what she was called in that one, right? Yeah. Um, and then this one had Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, Arnold as <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, he was. I might have to go watch that one again. All right, just, uh, just, just for Uma Thurman. Just for Uma Thurman, and then Arnold as uh Mr. Freeze. Was there was there a third one in there? Can't remember now. Bane. Was he? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, right. So I put this one in here for me. Okay, so I'm going to try to explain this for me. This, to me, was a bad movie. Yeah, it is a bad movie. It's a bad movie, but it's so bad that it's just good. Like, it's almost at that level of, like, cult following. Like, either... You hate it, you're never going to watch it again, or you it's a bad movie, but you still get kicks out of it, and it's still good. I, I like I like the um, solid comic feel of it. You know, it's, it's vibrant. Yep. It's um, it's very colorful. Yeah. It's very party-esque. It's, it's, it, it feels like the 90s. Oh, yeah. You know? And there's another one on this list that feels more like the 90s, and I think it's Joel Schumacher's uh, artistic styles, let's say. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, do you have anything else you want to add with that one? No, I mean, yeah. I just it, Uma Thurman. Yeah, Uma. Yeah, the storyline was a little weird too. Green, green tights. Um, yeah, Oof. yeah. Um, Man. playing a seductress in that one. Um, but I think it was a little weird because it was. Uh, let me see if I can remember. It's like Bruce Wayne getting over the fact that he lost his parents to then become a foster parent almost to Robin. Right? Tra- he was traveling. Was he? He was traveling circus yeah, was, guy, right? Um, and then he kind of, it kind of came like full round circle type thing. And I'm like, eh, but that's Batman and Robin, but eh, a surrogate dad, not a foster parents. Right. Yeah. Dad. But yeah. So, uh, we'll move on to number four. Um, I'll start this one. I did uh, Batman begins 2005 Chris Nolan directed 
I think this was the start of a great series of Batmans. I brought him into the now times, if you will. Yeah. And it brought the darkness, I think. Not maybe maybe not in this one. There there were there were some pretty dark parts in it, but we'll get into even more darker after this. But this yeah. is Chris Nolan kind of dipping his toe into the backstory of Batman. I thought it was super cool that we got to see how he trained. Uh, also that it's not just about strictly being a vigilante, but by holding back how you can also win. But that was pretty cool in this one. So why don't you give us your number four? Unless you want to give some thoughts on that one. Um, I mean, I thought I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. It, it was definitely um, interesting to see. Like Liam Neeson was a BA in this movie. Oh, yeah. It was so cool. Heart punch. <laughs> well, not just that, just to see, not to realize that he's the villain. Right. It was kind of a plot twist. Yeah, he was a villain, but in a way, he wasn't He wasn't just like villain, like in your face villain. He was, we're an anti-society organization. We don't want the world to live like it is currently. We want to rebuild it in an image that we believe in. Yep. That was, that was pretty cool, too, because it wasn't just like villain. Because usually in Batman movies, you know who the villain is. Yeah. You know, they got their face split down the middle, or they're sitting on the throne laughing, or, uh, you know, he's holding grenades in his pocket with a little thing. You know, like, you know who the villain is. But this one is kind of, it was a pretty so cool a take on it. a twist. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Why don't you give you a number four? Uh, my number four is, uh, it's an animated film. Okay. Uh, Dark Knight Returns. All right. This one I haven't seen. So why don't you give a little synopsis? Uh, it's pretty much just a straightforward mm-hmm. uh, re-envisioning of the graphic novel. Okay. Um, you know, kind of along the lines of Batman versus Superman. Okay. Um, Which was a horrible movie. That Yes, that was. <laughs> but um, I hate Ben Affleck. I'm sorry. I'll say it. Ben Affleck is the worst Batman. But the story takes place later on. You, you see an older Bruce Wayne, um, really beaten and battered, um, mm-hmm. really rough around the edges. Yep. Um, the grind has gotten to him. Gotcha. Um, all in all, you know, he, he comes back out of retirement. Okay. Because he retired for a while. Cool. So. Cool. Pretty good story. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. And I'll have to check out another one on this list that I'm kind of ashamed to say I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Be. We'll get to that a little bit. Um, but the uh, number three, why don't you kick this one off? Me? Yeah. Number three, uh, Batman Returns. Nice. Nice. It's a good pick. Yeah. I Mike, like that Mike, one. Michael Keaton makes a good Batman. <laughs> Michael Keaton is the Batman. I Come at me. Michael Keaton is Batman. That's that's it. That's all I got to say about that. Um. Do you want to talk about that one a little bit for yourself? I'm going to talk about it in a little bit, but if you you don't have to say anything about it now if you don't um, want to. But well, I mean, yeah, it 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 was um, definitely uh, a dark. Yeah. For the, for the time, it was mm-hmm. a dark movie. Um, Tim Burton, baby. You know, it, it was kind of had a nightmare before Christmas ish yep. feel to it. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get more into that in just a minute, but um, and my next one, number three, is uh, Batman Forever. Oof. 1995, Joel Schumacher again directed, Val Kilmer as Batman, Jim Carrey as the Riddler, Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face, 
this and this there's a specific reason why this one because i i love jim carrey so yeah i think he did he made a good fantastic he made a good riddler as riddler um but also this was the most 90s movie that i can think like in my mind when i think of the 90s this is it it's bright it's colorful it's overly colorful it's like they came off the comic book pages um the toys that came along with this batman movie i can still remember having two-face and like the leopard skin and the like the pinkish almost purplish like burn off of his face and everything like that yeah. that to me just in my time in life really signified like it was like it was so just weird and colorful and over the top over the top yeah that's a good way of putting it this was this exemplified the comic book movie right that's kind of just what i think it has just a place in time for me it may not be on anybody else's list but it is for me so it's not on mine (laughs) (laughs) um i'll kick off number two uh i did uh the dark knight uh 2012 this one was by chris uh chris nolan again he second one uh directed it's christian bale was batman heath ledger was the joker um dark knight so it was a darker movie showcases i think this is one of the most important things is it showcased the struggle almost a yin and yang of the joker and batman batman can't be batman without joker and joker can't be himself without batman they kind of need each other and that's that's exemplified and repeated throughout the movie because you save the ship with all the people on it or do you kill the joker Batman won that one by just capturing the Joker in this one, but Batman was able to rise above and show that restraint. You don't have to kill someone to get the job done, basically, which yep. the Joker wanted to show that Batman could be bent in that way to kill him. So, yep. but I think that was good. Uh, just on this note, just real quick, I think the Dark Knight Rises was the worst of the newer Batmans with Christian Bale. Um, the only thing good about that was uh, what's her face in the movie as Catwoman. Um, oh. Yes, uh, Anne Hathaway. Thank you. Yes, that was. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, but the rest of it, I mean, Bale was kind of cool, his story and everything like that. But Bane. Bane, sorry. It's a Bale. Oh. Christian Bale. <laughs> Slip Bane. of the tongue. Yeah. Bane, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I think that one to me was just kind of the worst. It kind of, unfortunately, Heath Ledger passed away before that movie was done. I think that kind of threw Chris Nolan for a loop, maybe. Yes. I think he expected Heath Ledger to be available for the last one, but unfortunately wasn't. Um but anyway, so that was my number two. What uh what was your number two? Uh my number two is also Dark Knight. Okay, sweet. Nailed it. So any other any reasons or thoughts on that? Um Yeah, all in all, I just I thought it was kind of a solid movie. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I, I always preferred Jack Nicholson. Uh-huh. Um his his portrayal of the Joker. Yeah. Um but I I thought he he um you know Heath Ledger had a pretty good twist on the uh, yeah. you know certainly better than Leto's. <laughs> I think anybody's <laughs> is better than Leto's. I gotta see the Joaquin Phoenix one. But that's a whole. That's not in the same universe as what we're talking about right now. No, it's it's not. But it seems like it could be pretty good. Um, but again, we haven't seen that yet. So for for a future topic on that one, you want to do your number one? My number one is uh, the, the nineteen eighty nine Batman. This one, guys, I haven't seen, so I can't compare. Shame on you. Yeah, Jack and uh, Heath. Unfortunately, so Heath is my favorite Joker. 
but I haven't seen Jack. So yeah, you haven't you haven't seen. Um, I mean, it's it's not a, a perfect movie mm-hmm. by any means, but um, for the time, I mean, I remember seeing it in the theater. Yeah, and uh, just being blown away by it. Mm-hmm. Um, plus the Batmobile. They had the Batmobile. Batman was sick. I, that carried over, of course, into um, the the next one. But yes. um, I think we got this topic today because you sent a picture of the Lego, yeah, the uh, Lego Batman Bat- from Mobile. that movie, yeah, uh, Batmobile, yeah. Um, which is why I'm like, you know, what? let's just do a top five. Let's just do that, and we'll just talk about it as we go. But yeah, the um, that that Batmobile, I'm pretty sure was um, designed and built off of a, a Corvette chassis. Ooh, okay. I mean, it it looks slick. It's my favorite looking Batmobile. It just it resonates in your mind of like how cool, how shapely it is. I mean, I even even if you look at like the um the Batmobile out of the uh, Batman the animated series, mm-hmm. yep. I, I like the the styling of that one too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next next segment will be the most favorite Bat uh, vehicles. Yes. Yeah, that was I like the air the um. The one that looks like the signal, the bat plane, but it actually looks like the bat thing. Uh, that was uh, the first one. Yeah. So. The original. Bat. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, it. was that in the second one or this the second one with Michael Keaton? Because I know he had the Batmobile because he got trapped in the streets by like during the presence and all that. Yeah. He got trapped in the streets like they hijacked his car and he had to shoot out the bottom of it. Right. Pretty sure that was in that movie. Pretty sure. If not, I just got an error beer. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I could be misremembering that because there are a lot of Batman movies. <laughs> I know Christian Bale also exited out of his bat tank um, on his motorcycle, which that was a pretty cool thing too. Yeah, the, yeah. the motorcycle, the motorcycle scene uh, that was pretty cool. So, anywho, we'll go on to my number one. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to yours? No. Okay. No. All right. So my number one is the Batman Returns, 1992. Tim Burton directed. Michael Keaton as Batman, Danny DeVito as the Penguin, and Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. I think I already kind of explained earlier that Michael Keaton, I think, redefined the superhero role, which is fantastic. Um, actually, did I explain that earlier? Is that before the show? It is before the before show. show. Let me explain now. Uh, so I think Michael Keaton showed that she didn't have to be an action star, like this big, bulky Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone type um, brute and have one-liners and things like that. You could actually act the part and still be you know, Bruce Wayne and still be Batman. I think he made an excellent Bruce Wayne. Um, I think so too. Yeah. So to me, my favorite Batman movie is the Batman uh, returns. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, no, I, the video game, it was either Batman returns or Batman. The original was it returns. Well, the, yeah. It was, it was one Batman returns. Yeah. I think I remember On that the one. Super Nintendo and, yeah. and the Nintendo, but the, the straight like mental, it seems like everybody in this movie was fighting their own um, morality. And demons. And demons, yeah, like Michelle Pfeiffer with Christopher Walken, you know, and being kicked off the building and licked by cats, and all of a sudden she's Catwoman because mm. that's how it works. Um, so just fall out of a building, everybody. <laughs> Don't fall out of a building. Don't do that, please. Um, but that was cool. The penguin becoming the mayor. What? Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he obviously is that ridiculed at the end and made fun of and blah 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 which makes him lose his mind um but it it was just so tim burton i guess right 
it was just so Tim Burton. So anyway, that one was my favorite. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add to it? It it happens at Christmas time. <laughs> so is it a Christmas movie? Kind of. All right. So then that makes Die Hard a Christmas movie. Yeah. Fine. Okay, cool. All right. I think that one was released in June, if I'm correct, in the theaters. But anyway. All right, guys. So we'll kind of uh, get on to the last um, kind of big announcement that we kind of teased at the beginning of the show. We're going to be working on something, a little project of ours. Uh, we didn't know if we wanted to do it as a podcast episode. Um, we've kind of already done something like that in the past where yep. we kind of focused on one thing. So I think we're going to try to do something a little bit more spiffy, uh, a little bit more dressed up maybe. Uh, so stick around for that. It's in honor of one of the games that we played that released 17 years ago to yesterday. Yesterday's date, I think it released in the U.S. Yep. Um, so... Stay tuned for that. We'll maybe tease out a little bit more, but for right now, that's all I'm going to give you. That's it. That's it. So, guys, thanks for uh, checking us out. Check out all of our links and social media at GentlemanGeek.com, and we will catch you later. Later, later. Twitter at gentleman underscore geek. Or visit our WordPress website at www.gentlemangeekpodcast.wordpress.com. Thank you for listening.